Hello, this is Michael from Chess Club Live, and this is a brand new episode of the Chess Club Live podcast, um, the 1st of 2023. I'd like to start off by discussing this brand new chess format for online chess tournaments called the Armageddon Championship Series. Um, it's got commentators, uh, Javanka Huska, um, Jim Vigian, who's aka Samuel Williams, and also Fiona Stella Antoni. Um, and it's really exciting. Like, I've, I've just um, really, really um, got beguiled by it, actually. I've been watching it over and over again, watching it live, watching it recorded. Um, it's um, produced by World Chess, um, so they've got history creating events um, and I think this is um, probably um, a reboot of of uh, the same idea they did last year but they just completely changed the format it's super exciting um, obviously you've got Jovi um, and Ginger GM there doing the commentary with uh, Fiona doing the interviews um, and Sometimes coming into studio, um, she's she's also a seasoned uh, commentator, so they've got lots of flexibility there. It feels fresh, it feel, feels friendly, doesn't feel awkward. Uh, the graphics is great, the chess is brilliant, really exciting. So how the chess works is uh, essentially you've got um, the whole world split up into regions, like interzonals, which is itself exciting to hark back to the good old days. Uh, when they used to be into zonals to do like world chess championships, and then they've got they they started off with the Americas, so they have Wesley So there, um, and um, a, a couple of other like Peru, um, Peruvian um, GMs, and then the Peruvian GM and the Peruvian IM, um, Sam Shanklin, and a couple of other really good players. Uh, from the Americas and they're all battling it out and it's like two games um, two, at, at three minutes with two at seconds increment and uh, if you draw then you go into an Armageddon and if you uh, win then you just go through so it's just really simple they do they focus on one match uh, per segment and uh, that's what they focused on which in itself is just makes a massive difference because um, I've grown tired of watching um, online chess tournaments where they've got multiple boards playing at rapid play uh, time controls, which are maybe a lot, a little bit longer than, than blitz time controls. And they've just got, you've got no idea what's going on. Um, it's really hard for the commentators to package a show and give you a good feeling of what's happened. You keep missing things. Um, it's not their fault, it's just the fact that there's just too much content happening at the same time. Whereas what the World Chess has done with um, the Armageddon Championship Series is they've decided, like, look, you know, we've got to um, uh, make this thing faster and more exciting, you know, a bit like the Queen's Gambit, how the, how the games were there, you know, these were games played at a really fast pace. Um, and it's really great, it just looks so good on TV. You know, it just reminds me of the Intel uh, PCA uh, Grand Prix. They were just so exciting. And 
they they've just said, you know, come on, let's like go back to that that type of format. Obviously, it's a bit different with the Armageddon, um, but uh, this is. Um, I think it's even more exciting, I'll be honest, than the Intel stuff. This is just super exciting. And um, I'm looking forward. I keep checking my calendar to see, like, when the next um, interzonals are going to be. Um, because they, they're they going to be a series of them, obviously, and then a grand final at the end. And it's just amazing. Right, real props to the people behind it, to the commentators, to the producer, um you know, to to um, all the people involved um, in the production of it, everything's good, great. The graphics, the 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 um, show uh, production, um, the way which the commentators speak to camera, like very confident, very uh, relaxed as well. Um, they just welcome you in. Um, before you know it, like two and a half hours has gone by, and it's. You know, they're just saying goodbye, you know, thank you for the, um, a great episode. And you're thinking, no, 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 stay, you know, we want more. And uh, I think where I really knew we'd got something was when Wesley So was being interviewed uh, by, uh, he was in the studio, he'd won, he'd won his match. And um, Ginger GM and Jovi were asking him, you know, what he does after the games and stuff. And he says... I watched the recordings of the show. And you're thinking, like, how good is that show that one of the, the top seed of the show, instead of, like, going and just, you know, just, he's probably tired, just you know, recuperating and studying or whatever. He's, he's, like, going and watching, like, old episodes of the show because he's, like, hooked. So, seriously, you guys, you've, you've, basically nailed it i mean it's uh it's, it's brilliant it's actually brilliant okay so that's armageddon uh, championship series uh you can find it on uh the youtube um account of uh, world chess follow that there and subscribe subscribe please um and go and look at the all the, the um re previous recordings and then uh, look out for the new uh, interzonals. I'm calling them interzonals. I think they they call them um, uh, the championship series for like Americas and for Europe and this sort of stuff. But it's just like an interzonal. Okay, next thing uh, to talk about is um, Chessmaster Cube 3.0. Okay, so Chessmaster Cube 3.0 is um, an old chess puzzle app that I created um, that's now had a revamp over a period of years, basically, where it's now like a three-dimensional uh, rotating chess cube that bounces around the screen um, and uh, presents you with puzzles. So um, there's uh, a slow rotating version, a medium rotating, and a super fast rotating one. There's also one that has multiple cubes so multiple rotating cubes, they don't bounce so much. They stay where they are because there's eight of them on the screen, all rotating simultaneously. And you'd say like, okay, what's the big deal here? The big deal here is they're AI um, driven. So when you start to play, they will essentially analyze your responses and look and see like across the chess skills, um, 
how good are you in certain areas and they'll like, pull up um, your weakest area and start giving you puzzles in that area. It, as far as I'm aware, um, as chess puzzles go, chess puzzle games go, there's, there's only um, one or two that do something like this and, they, and it's not even overt, it's not automatic, it's not by AI, it's, um, it's, it's by you selecting He's like going, okay, I'm going to select uh, this area. Uh, I think uh, Lee Chess do something where they do like um, the, the spider web. So you can see which bits you, you pour on because they're kind of, um, uh, you know, they're on the, the, the spider web traces what you're good at. So if you're really good at something, 90% accuracy or something, then it will be at the outer uh, size of the spider web and then the inner side means you've let yourself down and you're like 23% or something and then you go in and you then start um, pu uh, doing puzzles uh, in those categories of puzzles so that's kind of manual uh, the reports obviously automatically driven but everything else is manual and I think um, uh, CT art uh, chess uh, software that, that the old um, software that, that started all these this chess puzzle craze to be honest uh, that's got something similar as well but maybe not as fancy in the graphics but what uh, Chessmaster Cube 3.0 does is it, it doesn't it doesn't concern you with any of the reports or anything you just keep playing as you see this cube floating around the screen going across bouncing and you just keep playing and the way it works is it it gamifies the whole th process. So you think, well, that sounds really boring. Like all I'm just doing is playing like puzzles. There's no timer, there's no nothing. It doesn't even tell you which side it is to play. You see that, you, inf you infer that from the indices because it just switch the board around each time. It's quite natural because we always play from, if we're playing black, we play from the black side. Um, and if we're playing white, we play from the white side. So that the puzzle game just does all that for you. And um, you can just keep playing, like, indefinitely, just on and on and on. But what it's actually doing is it's checking your accuracy, it's checking uh, your improvement in various areas, and if you're really weak in an area, it pulls that up, it mixes it in, it does um, do uh, repetition, um, so reinforcement through repetition, it does that, so you, you see similar types of puzzles coming up um, to train you on that as well. Um, to be honest, because of the way I used like old school video game sound effects, you know, like Donkey Kong type sound effects, they um, uh, literally used Donkey Kong sound effects, but you know, similar. Um, they, it's just really exciting. It just feels like you want to get that sound. You want to get that feeling of having achieved something. Um, the side of the cube goes green when you've solved it. So you're like, it's like a Rubik's cube or something. You want to solve all six sides. Um, and then it reloads another puzzle as you solve that side. So it's just never ending. Um, and you, well, in order to like give you some target, it, it tells you what your um, hourly, uh, daily and all time um, high score is. It also tells you what uh, the global highest score is as well, so you can like chase the the the, the world's best 
just in a like non-competitive form because it doesn't tell you who that person is um necessarily because uh, i've non-anonymized everything so everything's like a um essentially a um uh, an anonymized uh username so th there's no registration there's no um i don't hold any information for you you can have multiple accounts i don't care you can do anything you want effectively because it's anonymized um and you you know if you wanted to um try and see if it would improve your chest then go ahead and do it so it's 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 out there um, just Google Chessmaster Cube and you'll you'll see it. There's a website for it, uh, chessmastercube.com, uh, and um, you, you're then presented with the 2D version, which um, you know most people know now is is and was the father of uh, Puzzle Rush, um, and then you can just click on the um, Speed Cube or the hypocube, which is slower than the speed cube, or the hypercube, which is the fastest version, or indeed the multi-cube. And there's all sorts of other things. There's like a, um, a user panel where you can see how you've been performing. You can even review puzzles that you looked at before. Um, and it's just fun. Like it's, and it's really like low key um, in terms of the presentation. So it's like very kind of retro, very kind of Reddit, very kind of um, Chan 4, not, um, or 4chan even, um, style um, of, of uh, um, sort of graphics. So don't go there expecting, um, you know, the latest kind of snazzy graphics. Um, I, I, as a um, developer of chess apps, um, I, I really do defer to functionality over form. Um, to the point at which I, I always get criticised over it, but um, I don't have any hang-ups on that. You, you just go there, and if you if you if you like it, it works for you. Use it. If you don't like it, too, um, you know, too industrial, not enough finesse, not using the latest kind of um, uh, snazzy platforms, which don't have as much functionality as you'd want actually um, then go for those um, and leave this one uh, so it's not to replace everything I'm not saying I'm replacing everything and it's free um, so I have no qualms about people copying it um, as long as you give uh, credit uh, to me and to the the app Chessmaster Cube 3.0 um, but go for it you know if you the the um, there's there's a lot of uh, demos that I've done where I've talked about how I built it and what's inside it and how potentially you can build your own. It can even excel, you know, to what I've done, do something better, do something that looks better um, on any kind of um, software platform that you want. I, I decided not to do um, an, an iOS um, and Android specific app because the web app just works fine anyway um, and it's probably better on a laptop to be honest um, or decent um, device um, you know kind of portable device uh, but you can't you can use it on your phones um, so that's chessmaster cube 3.0 an exciting new version of a very old 
um, puzzle application that I cre created back in 2008 that have just continually been changing it and improving it and trying to do things with it. Um, people have reported like really crazy, insane type of improvement. I mean, the type of improvement that gets you in trouble with FIDE. <laughs> I mean it. Like you start off the year and you're rated 1400 and then you start posting 2000 level ELO uh, ratings in tournaments. People start asking questions about how often you go into the toilets and things, whether everything's okay with you, um, what you're up to now. And I, I just almost hope that uh, people can have a more like smoother, um, you know, you know, improvement to their chest so that, um, because one thing when you have a drastic improvement to your chest, essentially it, it's the tactics that, that get improved, but there is a strategic side of it because the, there's some puzzles that are strategic as well, like the loads of puzzles that I've got there that are strategic in nature and tactics are partly strategic, but we won't get into that uh, debate because not everyone believes that. But the point is, tactics is the weakest part of any amateur's game. So if you improve that, whether you're using Chessmaster Cube 3.0 or something else, then you're going to get a massive improvement in, um, in, in your game. And that's basically what juniors do, isn't it? They, they, they've got teachers and they've got, or they're, they're practicing chess four hours a day. And what are they doing? They're just pattern um, recognition uh, learning. So they're learning all these pattern patterns of um, how to play and what to do and all this stuff and then they just apply it and they get in their games and get really good and nobody thinks twice about that uh, about a junior turning up one year with a 1500 rating and then the next year with almost like a, a, a candidate master or master rating people just go oh yeah it's like a prodigy but yeah prodigy uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you you can't be a prodigy when you're a little bit older. It just means that you're prodigious. You're very good at, um, you know, doing well, succeeding. You can succeed um, as a, a rather older amateur and you can reach those levels. If you want to play in opens and hold your own and, and have a go, then this app potentially lets you into that kind of area where you... You start to see really deep tactics. You start to see really a lot of the board and you don't make so many um, blunders because you're just tactically aware and that triggers your strategic um, stuff because I think most amateurs have a really strong strategic sense. It's just that their tactics are so poor that they can't actually do anything with their, their strategic um, skills. Um, so was it was it um, Yasser Serowan that said tactics are the guard dogs of strategy? And I believe that, you know, once you get your tactics in place, the strategy just comes um, naturally. You know, strategy, anyone can go, right, I've got to um, try and dominate this side of the board, do this, do the other. How do you do that? You've got to work out the tactics, whether the tactics work for you to, to make that move or make those series of moves accomplish the aim that is strategy okay um next thing i'd like to talk about is magnus carlson um not talk about some of the legal 
um, machinations that are going on and all, all of the stuff that's happened. Um, I, I would like to actually um, talk about some of the positives. I make no uh, prejudicial claims about Magnus Carlsen. Um, everybody can see what the circumstances are and make their own judgment on it. And it, it may, might become a legal um, affair. So all of the issues will be worked out by the lawyers various lawyers and people involved. But I'm talking about Magnus Carlsen as a world chess champion who's retired from chess. And I really want to give him a tribute in terms of his impact on the game. Um, uh, this whole kind of cult of Magnus, um, how he's changed chess irrevocably, to be honest, uh, for the better, I think. Um, you know, and, and how much of a genius he is. Okay, so Magnus Carlsen um, is the current world chess champion and he became world chess champion in 2013 by beating Vichy Anand. Um, he, he did that remarkably um, with style, um, and a style that can't be pinned down. So he, we talk about universality of chess now and chess style as if it always was. I remember when I would post things on Twitter and people would say, oh, you can't post that, it doesn't make any sense. I say, well, the, the strongest form of chess is a chess with no style. I think that's a quote from many chess masters. Uh, but Magnus Carlsen was the first person to actually... Uh, show you what that looks like. I know people talk about Spassky being universal. I don't think he actually was that universal. I think he was probably as universal as we knew then. But Magnus Carlsen shown that universality of chess is actually, there are many levels. And his kind of level where you can't really pin him down to wanting to achieve certain goals. Like everyone knows Shirov sacrifices pieces, Spielman, Kasparov um, has strategic pawn breaks. Um, Karpov just literally strangles uh, the position and um, ekes out, um, you know, in rather intuitive uh, wins. Um, Kasparov, Kram Kramnik, they're more kind of concrete. Um, you know, the, everybody kind of knows, like, all the chess players and like their own little kind of, um, uh, you know, side game and their, their, their kind of uh, stuff that they like to do, their style effectively. Um, and with Magnus, he kind of, you either see it as the, he's not pursuing any particular style or he's pursuing all of them at the same time. So he could literally do anything that works for him. And to, to say that he made this, uh, form of um, chess professionalism almost to the level at which you know it's unheard of um, and, and you've got to give credit to the guy for that um, so it, it might translate to there being sometimes very boring um, tournaments where you know he's just waiting for people to blunder or at least it feels like that but you know in terms of chess professionalism 
that's that's just brilliant. I mean, that's what you want. You, you don't need to take risks if you don't have to. Why take a risk, sacrifice a piece that you don't know if, if it's sound or not? You know, this isn't the 60s. You just just do what works and wait for the other person to, to make a mistake or to not achieve the same level of excellence that you have. You know, if you've got a really high accuracy in terms of centipawn losses, um, which is the measure of how accurate one is um, at chess, Magnus Carlsen has one of the highest centipawn um, uh, losses in terms of, like, how positive that is in, in terms of positive uh, aspect of it. So he, 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 he loses... Um, less centipawn loss, if you like. So there's less um, of a um, discrepancy between the quote-unquote correct computer move and his move than any other person in chess today. And that's the secret of his um, success, that he just errors less than anyone else and therefore centipawn loss is, is uh, minuscule. It's a high percentage accuracy, right? So um, that's Magnus Carlsen. So um, later on this year, they're going to um, have a World Chess Championship between Nepomniachtchi um, and Ding, Ding Liren. And um, after that, Magnus Carlsen will cease to be the World Chess Champion. It's be a sad moment, but, you know, this is his choice and um, I'm not going to, um, cry over spilt milk that's his choice to do but just tribute and props to him for all he's done for chess um, and hopefully will continue to do and I just hope the, the legal wranglings uh, uh, don't hurt um, people in chess because we're all a family and we should all not, not forget that and be good to each other and kind to each other and um, you know I want to just say how um, Magnus is, you know, he's paid his dues. He's, he's done really well for the chess community. And um, I just wish him the best. Um, just wish him to make wise decisions and um, to work for the betterment of the entire chess community and for juniors coming up um, and to give them a good role model. Um, okay, so... Uh, next thing I'm going to talk about is the Queen's Gambit video game. So um, th this one's uh, really a, a really funny one. Okay, so I created the Queen's Gambit video game, which uh, is currently um, on the internet. It's uh, on um, the Queen's Gambit um, dot net is the address. So if you go to the Queen's Gambit. Net, you can play the game. It's really good on a, on a mobile device, so iOS or Android. Um, it's not designed for a computer desktop, though it will work um, mostly. There's some screens that don't actually uh, aren't designed for computers, so you, you'll just get uh, a blank dark screen. I think on one or two of the um, on one or two of the menu options, but there's loads of menu options. So if you insist on going desktop, then 
um, you you will just be able to use it that way. But I I suggest uh, highly recommend you use a mobile device and um, you you'll get uh, the the full um, uh, impact of the game. So what it is is um, essentially you're on a like invitational tour of Beth Harmon and it just takes you to all those tournaments that she went to and some other ones that uh, weren't actually in the Netflix series. And it's just done in a fun way where effectively you're playing with all those characters and you can just uh, track your performance and um, join Beth uh, Harmon's chess academy and do all sorts. So it was just a fun way of uh, uh, giving my um, my own tribute to the uh, Netflix series. Uh, Netflix themselves are doing their own uh, video game, but it's really long in the making. Um, they've got um, a uh, software company, um, I think it's called Ripstone um, Games, to to do this app and it's taken quite a lot of time. They said um, that it will be coming soon. It's the last I've heard from them. So hoping it's good. I mean, they've taken so long that you'd think they'd have like a, a MetaQuest VR version of it. Because it's taken so long that actually the technology is moving along now. So um, we'll just watch this space. Um, if, if what they make is something akin to Chessmaster, um, then, you know, the, the old sort of um, classic um, chess software that we all know and love, then people are going to be like, okay, so this has just got Beth Harmon in it, whereas the, the original Chessmaster uh, software didn't have Beth Harmon in it. So what else have you done? So it'd be interesting to see how they do it whether they go down the route of simulation and um, that kind of immersive um, feeling like what I did in my game, uh, but just with better graphics, um, or they just go with the bog standard um, play chess engines that are pretending to be different people and stuff like that. And, um, you know, you're just going to um, think tournament environment uh, with no difference. Um, I, I do hope they bring some innovation to it, um, but we'll see. Um, they're saying it's going to come soon. Uh, that was the latest um, a couple of weeks ago, um, I believe. So they've got a studio um, that's going to be making the game. So uh, maybe they're in unit test uh, mode um, or even further maybe they're doing you know, system integration testing um or they're they're ready to start doing user testing i have, I have no idea but uh let's hope that they do something soon um and then finally to wrap up uh, this uh, episode of the podcast um to just talk about chat gpt briefly um i did test it on chess and it really sucks um i asked it about the cambridge springs uh, variation asked it to explain it um, which it kind of did in a chess master verbal mode way it's like pawn to e4 controls these squares and therefore that you know that sort of thing 
it felt a bit clunky the way it described it. But then I said, okay, well, give me some advan- uh, examples of uh, games in Cambridge Springs. And it actually it just started giving me random openings that were, okay, they were kind of Queen's Pawns op- openings, but they weren't Cambridge Springs. And I was, I was expecting even Cambridge Springs in the most, like, generic uh, definition, not, not per se um, the most critical lines, you know. Um, but, but uh, you know, the Cambridge Springs is uh, defined by a certain set of moves. And I had to literally correct it. And I, I know that's probably fed in now and it's probably going to be giving uh, the, the right sort of responses. But I'm just thinking all of opening theory, it probably would get it all wrong. So there needs to be something done about that. Because you would think that something like that, um, open AI would be able to source an API that would play like 3000 um, ELO plus um, chess or um, even if it was just giving you what's in Wikipedia you'd be better off you know with that because it's now and again it's accurate whereas the stuff it's coming out with is not even accurate at all just literally random moves like this is not Cambridge Springs at all in any way shape or form Um, so that was a little bit disappointing but one of the the interesting things are that you can you can talk to it about chess as a um, pursuit, you know, a an intellectual pursuit, and you can juxtapose different things and say, okay, so if you, what is the sort of best way to improve on chess? And it will give you like a rundown. You can give it, you can get it to um, create a course for you. I've not tried to see if it can create, um, you know, some like puzzles um, that will improve your chess. Um, be interesting if you could do that. That would be very nice. I, I've, I sort of quest, questioned it on how to um, build a chess um, engine and it was quite good. It, it produced some code for a very small chess engine in, in a very um, trendy um, computer language and it all checked out. It was an accurate um, program and so it's very good at coding, very good at drawing generic uh, conclusions about things and analyzing it step by step, uh, giving you um, guidance on various concepts, but maybe not so good on the detail of things. So just watch out if you're going to um, ask it for detailed chess moves in in, uh, variations uh, of chess openings. Um, because it might not know all of them and it might just give you random stuff. So, um, but chat GPT is just going to keep improving, right? So as more conversation around chess increases, so it's, uh, it's competency around that will increase. So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a positive, uh, uh, you know, development and in, in human um, endeavor and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that it will improve chess as well and learning around chess so thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the chess club live podcast and i hope to uh, speak to you sometime very soon hey okay, bye